Welcome to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show number 245, with your host, Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Marketing, the podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 245. So each week we spend around 20 to 30 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in marketing for the hospitality industry. We also do a quick recap of our weekly live video show, This Week in Hospitality Marketing, which also airs every Friday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern U.S. time. So with that, let's get started. And now, today's new resource tool. So we start the show always with our tool for review this week. Actually, we've been multiplying that a little bit and having more of a tools for review this week, which are always tied then to our technique of the week. Given our extraordinary circumstances that we are living through at this particular time, uh, this is an excellent chance to go over and dive deep into some tools that usually take either a lot of time and or uh, you have to find very skilled third parties to facilitate this for you. And they're also usually quite expensive. But if you have time in your hands like we do now, this is potentially a chance to rediscover a new skill or discover a new skill, I should say, or uh, find a reason to find new ways to continue the idea of how you're going to put your, your product and yourself back into market. Uh, when the market begins to show a glimmer of opportunity. Uh, To that end, our tools for this week are two interactive tools to create video. Now, not to create video as in the sense of their video editing tools, they are that as well, but more about their usability and functionality of video. As we know, uh, uh, the basic platforms that you will usually put most videos on are like YouTube or Vimeo or uh, Ustream. And uh, some of those are more expensive than others. Obviously, YouTube is free. And they have uh, some limited functionalities. There are some plug-in overlays for YouTube that allows you to put in uh, pre-roll, tags, cards, uh, post-roll, things like that into your videos. But it's very limiting as to what it allows you to do, especially from a customization, personalization point of view. You have to still work through the YouTube profile. And, of course, you have to go through their permissions process as well for it to function correctly. Now... If you want to step out of that realm, you can pay for services like Vimeo, although they have a free service, or Ustream, they have a free service for it as well, but very limited, again, also in what they allow you to do, and also their storage capacities. You can get your own storage capacities and run your own videos, such as Publito, P-U-B-L-I-O, which we have reviewed on the podcast before. But I'd like to talk about these two tools in the sense of creating a functionality with video. And then you can still take these videos and place them on your website as embedded and or also on YouTube as usable, and they keep their functionality. These two aspects or these two functions, one is called Interactor, which is I-N-T-E-R-A-C-T-R, and the other is Video Remix. And let me explain both of these as to their functionality. Interactor app allows you to create what's called hotspots, functionalities of flow. So say for instance, you have a video and I'll tell you exactly the example I'm using it for. For a hotel that I'm working with, we have it as a pre-arrival video for that month of their arrival. And the video starts to play. We're looking forward to you arriving, so forth and so on. Are you arriving the first week, second week, third week, or fourth week of March? There's four little icons that pop up. And you indicate this. Now, I'm getting better at knowing whether I can just send it to the people based on their CRM data on the week that they're arriving. So I take this step out because I think it's an unnecessary early step, but I'm learning the tool uh, its dynamics as well at the same time. Um, but what this then allows you to do is it creates a hotspot that then by what they click goes to the a corresponding video that you have for that. 
Now, obviously, you have to have these videos made to connect them to each other. Think of it as a workflow or a pipeline or a funnel, whatever term works best for you. So as they go through the discovery process, so the next question will be, great, well, these are some great things to look forward to while the week of your arrival. Blah, blah, blah. Is it, Are you here for business, pleasure, family, or other events? And it, depending upon what they click, there's a corresponding video associated with what they clicked on. Oh, you're arriving with your family? Well, there are three great things that your family should not miss. If your children are old enough, then you can go see blah, blah, blah. If they're young enough, you can go see blah, blah, blah. You make these videos knowing where they're going to be used in this string of dialogue. You also can go over and create what's called gateway functions with this, where you, they have to give them give you their email for them for you to see the next video section if you want or so from a promotional point of view. Uh, you can create other hot links to go to websites and so forth on the video. Normally, this is either a tedious process or that you have to be very skilled at using advanced video editing products that create these hotspots or navigation capabilities that then create triggers that start other things. This platform actually provides you the interfaces, the templates, uh, the functionalities. The re you know they give you the templates. You can replace it with your own icons, your own images, your own hotspots, and so forth. And it, you can also create it from a learning perspective if you're wanting to teach people things as a video progression tool. That once they teach, you know, what, uh, they say, "Oh, I want to learn about this." Then they go to chapter one. That video plays. Then from chapter one, it goes to chapter two. That video plays. So it allows you to create navigation capability within the video so that you can bring them through this funnel or this workflow of engagement. Um, we know that we are in a very visual world now that just writing text or having paragraphs of things or even having images for that matter tend to be sometimes um, lesser than having the video component of engagement. So the other tool that I wanted to talk about that is associated with how I'm trying to tie these two together is a platform we've mentioned briefly in, before, and this goes back a few months, but I'd like to bring it back to life again, and that is Video Remix. Video Remix is a platform that allows you to customize with dynamic fields what you want to put in there. Now, this requires a little bit of finesse of knowing how to pull that data from the data that you're using. Uh, some of the functionality tools that the platform already has is the capability of putting it into your Facebook uh, news feed so that if somebody clicks on this video to play, it will identify their Facebook profile name and actually put it in the video saying, hey, Lauren, look at this, blah, 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 blah. You can be more robust with it from an email send that as you send the email out, it will pull the name from the email send that you're sending it from so that as I receive it in the email, say, here, there's a personal video for you. And you click it and it'll say, hey, Lauren, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. It'll actually use my name. It could actually use my arrival dates if that's what I want to be robust with. It could actually use um, the lo geographic location that the video is being played in because it can identify the location once it's opened up as to where it's being played from. So you can imagine the fun, robust combination of if I sent you a video uh, for your pre-arrival and it opened up saying your name, showing your name, I should say, looking forward to your arrival, thinking that you're going to leave the XYZ city that you're in and, and hope you have a safe travels and so forth. And what are you traveling with us for? And then navigating them by their selections and choices that it would be a much more engaging process of discovery. 
which is my hope, is that most people enjoy more the process of the planning of the trip than sometimes the trip themselves. Actually, most people do. So I'm hoping that that will impact the durability or the interest of people wanting to continue their plans and coming to stay with us. Because as we said in this interesting time of, uh, we have to plan for the future of people traveling. So right now there's a lot of pent up interest and inquiry and opportunity and what have you, because search for travel is still exceptionally high. We know the conversion's low, but the, the interest in travel is exceptionally high and growing. And because of that, we can feed that appetite by creating this kind of very interactive video way of saying, hey, look, you know, I know we're not going to book you next week, but perhaps in August, perhaps in September, perhaps in October, it depends on the regionality of, of what we're facing as to what uh, travel opportunities uh, may exist during those different times. Uh, so for that reason, um, this gives you an interesting video engagement for that. Um, so those are the tools. Now, um, the techniques of all this, uh, the technique, uh, well, let's go. Our next category is... Now, for this week's hospitality technique. There we go. Okay. So our technique this week is creating interactive videos that are personalized. Kind of went through it already by describing the tools. So it's kind of going to be this to be the shortest section of today's conversation in the podcast because I kind of just went ramble from one aspect of tools right into its usability function of it. But the idea of creating interactive videos, I think, is going to be a growing aspect of our engagement with our, our guests, our future guests, our potential guests. Uh, also, too, with our training. Also, too, with our engagement with past guests. I think from a video uh, perspective or, or a visual perspective, we're going to need to have this type of content in our repertoire of libraries to be used to engage with past, present, and future guests, especially future guests as they need to explore and discover all the facets we want them to know about our product and the proximities of what's near our product and the things that make us unique about our product in our markets. Um, no one wants to read a 20-page website. Nobody wants to just look at static pictures with rambling content underneath of it that is optimized for people to discover because of searchabilities, not because of necessary UI interfaces for this. Uh, and that's going to create a higher stickiness of, of authenticity that Google's only going to reward you for because people are going to be engaged with videos. They're going to spend time on that page to watch that video. And if you make it interactive, whereas we mentioned with the tools, you can select what you want to know about next within the funnel of the discovery of the video. That keeps them from running off to YouTube and getting dis you know distracted with you know squirrel because that's what I do all the time. And if anybody ever doubts that, think about the last time you went to go look for something and then all of a sudden you were looking at uh, cat piano playing music because that's what happens. YouTube is a very underutilized search tool at this point in the sense of, of discovery for us on the selling side. Uh, it is a highly used tool from the user side and it is a very affordable tool right now. So you can really get a very strong voice on the platform by creating these interactive videos, this engagement content that people will spend time looking while they have the time to spend it on. And because it's interactive, you're guiding them down a process of discovery. You can create a storyline. You can create the next chapter. You can create the next aspect of what they need to know. And you can customize it. The nice part is there was a lot of tools we've talked in previous podcasts only about three, two weeks ago. We were talking about video creation tools that you can actually use that uh, you can connect your blog to or other blogs to uh, that will actually generate videos from the blog. They'll find images that match the context and the content of being discovered. If their images are already being used, they can be used those as well. And they can actually create short videos. Uh, I'm using that in combination with the two tools I just mentioned with the Interactor app and the Video Remix app so I don't have to keep 
keep recreating the wheel. I can literally go find blogs about great things in that market and it'll generate video and find images for that market if they're not already being used and that create that video that then I can then use in my interactive video funnel that I've created. So it makes it very engaging, I hope. Uh, I know from what I've messed with so far that it has had a great engagement. Uh, I don't think I'm near to the capacity of what it's capable of doing yet, but I think it's going to have a very interesting impact on our future discoverability within our market and the value of the voice that it creates for our market. So in brief, that is our technique of this week, creating interactive videos that are personalized with the two tools that we described today of Interactor App, which is I-N-T-E-R-A-C-T-A-R or R-A-P-P.com and Video Remix. Now, this week's hospitality news that you should know. Okay, so news and review. We had a wonderful great co-host this week. Uh, we've had them all week, I mean, several weeks in a row. We've been having some great people coming through as, as guest co-hosts for us. Uh, we've had guest co-hosts, I think, every week now for uh, well over a month and a half or so, every week, where we used to have them peppered in between, but given the circumstances uh, and the audience that we have of over 25,000 people, plus on the show each week, for the show each week, uh, we've been getting some great co-hosts in. Uh, this week was no exception. We had Griffin Sandberg, who is with ScreenPilot, who is a uh, digital marketing consultancy for hospitality. Uh, he is, I think, a partnership uh, engagement acquisitions, but great, great guy. Very, very knowledgeable. And one of the true vendors that in the market that are doing similar to what some of our other co-host organizations are doing, which is literally trying to see what they can do to help our industry overall without thinking out, oh, well, we got to get paid to do this kind of thing. Just like, how can we help right now while we're going through this so that when we get back to some level of business acumen that uh, we can go back to the business models. So Griffin joined us uh, along with Stephanie Smith with Cogwheel Marketing, along with Dean Schmidt with uh, Derbysoft, along with uh, Tim Peter from Tim Peter Associates, along with Edward St. Ange from Flip2, uh, Miss Lily Mockerman from... Uh, TCRM and Thinks Up Enterprise and Mr. Stuart Butler with Fuel Travel. Uh, all of them were wonderful co-hosts for the for the discussion, which was as always usually right around two hours for us. We get to dive into lots of fun little deep rabbit holes and so forth and discuss variations on things and so forth. Um, some of the things we did talk about, we spent a tremendous amount of time, a little over an hour, just really with Griffin leading the conversation as to what they do, how they do, what they see of the world, what they're doing to help, some tools and technique functionalities of how they're looking at things, the resources that they're trying to provide to the market. We started showing the aggregation of other parts of, of what other uh, of the co-host businesses were also trying to contribute to it. We were seeing some, lots of similarities and we shared a lot of links as to resources for things for people to become more familiar with some of the nuances of how most of us and other professionals in the industry are seeing the changes that are happening. Um, and that was a good portion of our show. Then we started diving into some of the topics that Mr. Robert Cole, who did not get the opportunity to join us because the man is as busy as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rockers because he's a data man. And right now the world needs more data people. So he's been uh, very much entwined with developing data and algorithms and forecasting models with some very large, well-known organizations to better predict some of the modalities of what we're to expect in the near future. Or in this case, even a little bit of the far future, 90 days plus. So he's been busy, but he was kind enough to still give us his well-curated list of uh, news articles and items of interest that he finds and puts together each week. Uh, if you'd like to subscribe to that for free, and it's well worth it because most places you can't even get that level of content when you do pay. Uh, and that you can go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash rock cheetah, all lowercase. 
and you can sign up and get the newsletter as we get it, which is usually late on a Thursday because he waits until the last minute to get the last bit of detail from the last idea that's available. So he did a pretty good job with it. Some of the things we did hit, which we're going to hit also as one of our top news items, but one of the other ones was Airbnb raises another $1 billion one week after last round, which is dauntingly surprising considering that they were supposed to be IPO this year. We discussed that. Dauntingly surprising because in most markets they've been shut down. So that's not going to help the, their IPO structure, uh, even if it's even still considered for this year but still worthy to consider the fact that they are not removed out of the players environment to this by any stretch because they have the funding to survive um, and they will continue to move forward in what form fashion and redesignment who's to say but that's to say that for everything we discussed that about the otas their future what they we disagreed on that actually there was some of us that felt one way versus the other Uh, my personal opinion i feel that the otas are going to be crippled coming out of this uh they've already mentioned recently that they're going to delay their initial their very large handed marketing efforts from four to six weeks after the recovery begins to show signs of recovering um which in my mind seems the fact that they only have one bullet in the gun so they better hit the bullseye when they first shoot because they don't really have the depth of funding. This kind of goes into collaboration with other articles we talked about with Marriott looking at issuing bonds. Uh, unlike in previous calamities that we have had, uh, they have no actual asset resources to leverage to gather funding from. Theirs is purely a franchise model now. They're a service industry uh, and their, their asset is revenue and they're not making any of it. So the consideration that they have to go fund bonds shows the fact that that is just one tool that they've had to now exercise compared to times past where they were made for taking a note on some asset properties and what have you. So different world we're going to be crawling into uh, in the not too hopefully distant future from all of this. So the article that I did want to take about with news today is revenue strategists, um, well, expect hotels to mimic the airline merger playbook after the last recession. The idea of lights going on and us going back to a world that we knew is not going to probably happen from the perspective of our generalized conversation, nor from multiple webinars that I have had the privilege of participating in and being asked to join in and contribute to. There is going to be a progression of growth. From that also, uh, it is very painful to see that dealing with some companies, they are not prepared for this. Not that everyone any or anyone actually was, but how they handled what they've done. Their short-sightedness in terminating ter- employees so quickly, sometimes to the detriment of not even being able to function correctly because they termed the wrong people too soon without a replacement or a knowledge of what they even did before they were terminated. And they're left with uncontrollable circumstances. I have those in firsthand experiences, which helps my business because I can come in and fix things. Um, but that being said, how fast they cut things to try to save their money thinking this is going to be a short-term thing or whatever or have the cockiness and thinking that whoever they let go will just be sitting out idle in the market until they, that they, they're going to call them back. This is a lot of a self-evaluation time for some very excellent professionals to consider how were they treated by the company? How quickly were they disposed of? How well were they treated in the compensation of how fast they had to step away from things? A lot of people that have never been unemployed are now finding themselves unemployed. Um, Some companies have gone out of their way to go over and find loans and funding to continue paying staff and at the very least contributing to their medical or finding some means of support. And those companies will be remembered and endeared and wanting for people to go back to them. Other companies that cut, hacked, and dropped, and said, good luck, you know, what have you, are going to be less likely to get those quality people back because they're going to remember how they were treated. Um, Funny, when you look at platforms like Glassmere and uh, all this other stuff, 
that um, a lot of places are like, wow, we used to be called the people company, you know, and two days after the announcement was happening, you know, they turned 200 people on, on mute on, on, on Zoom, you know, <laughs> that's scary stuff. That's the stuff that gets remembered. Uh, so too is the stuff that if you're being treated nicely and companies are trying to go over and, and continue to pay from people's medical bills or their medical their insurance coverages or what have you, those are the people that are going to be endeared and want to come back to. So watching all this through this, we see that there's probably going to be a lot of mergers going on, small mergers, not the big Starwood Marriott kind of stuff, which you know there'll still be some to scale. But a lot of small management companies or ownership groups, because hotels, banks will not let hotels just sit empty. They'll find somebody to run it, even if it's cash in, cash out that day. They'll, they'll, they'll find somebody to run their hotels because an empty hotel is not a, uh, an asset. It's a deteriorating asset. So there'll be some good management companies out there that took care of their people, that have quality skilled people with them. And the bank's going to say, can you come in and run this place? And they are. And the person that lost that hotel is the one that probably fired too soon didn't think the long term, cut all their revenue management people, sales people, marketing people, operational people, thinking that, oh, I'll just get them all back and we'll rebuild the thing once we know when we're supposed to start again. And those are the ones that are probably not going to do too well. So the article is Expect Hotels to Mimic Airline Merger Playbooks, which is a progressive rebirth and reaggregation of basically you cut out the, dread, the deadwood and the ones that knew what they were doing got better at it and got bigger at it. Uh, compared to those that weren't so good and didn't have the foresight to know what they should have done and ended up short-sighting themselves out of a, out of business. So there you have it for the news and show review. So remember, you can find us on Google Play, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn Podcast. The list goes on. Actually, 36 different platforms and counting that we are on that you can find this podcast. We're even on Amazon Alexa, Google Assistant, and Siri. Just ask to play the Hospitality Marketing Podcast. And no matter which one you may use, if you like this show, please rate us and leave a comment. That will help others find our content and also be able to go over and expose us to new and broad worlds of people that may not know that we're out there. <laughs> also, if this is your first time hearing us, you can subscribe to our show on any of those platforms as well. So for an act, uh, archive of all of our previous podcasts, you can go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcasts with the S. And don't forget our live video talk show that you can join and participate in every Friday at 1130 Eastern U.S. time called This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the live show. And that you can find simply by going to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash live. There you will see all 245 episodes of our show, archive links and all. And again, thank you for the privilege of your time. And we look forward to talking to you next week. You have been listening to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show 245 brought to you by Hospitality Digital Marketing and support of the HSMAI, the Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International All Rights Reserved Copyright 2020.